Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the seven dice. Damn, it feels good to say that. Why don't you uh, go ahead and have a seat, traveler? Wing over is just getting ready. We got the end back together, but... Oh, there's so much cleaning. You won't believe the mess that cultists leave. They never do dishes, apparently. Oh, hey there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of seven dice. It's me, Wing of Gimple, famous nomad. It has been so nice sitting back at this inn again. Got my comfy stool, got my sweet magical instruments. We even managed to find someone from Battle Bards who wasn't Trent. Our oh, things are just working out for us. I even saw there was some fan mail that piled up after we were trying to take back the inn, so we've got a few of these to read for the next few times you come on in, travelers. Let's see, this one is... <clears throat> Amazing. Five stars. This podcast gets you invested from the start. Exclamation mark. I cannot stop watching this. Ronnie is so interesting and chaotic. Exclamation mark. I can't wait for more episodes. Another exclamation mark. Keep up the great work, Wingover! Exclamation mark. And that's from Tommy is Fun via Appel Podcasts, United States of America. Thanks, Tommy. That's really nice. Uh, people are calling out to Wingover. It's, it's a nice little change. And travelers, we've hit 40 of these five-star reviews. And I just wanted to say... Thank you so much for sending in your lovely words. They encourage us and just help us strive to do better. And uh, it always feels good whenever we see one of these come on in. So if you ever uh, been enjoying the podcast and wish to send us some kind words, just go ahead and hit up the attunes and send us one of them lovely messages. Let's see. Well, I think just like how we're getting the inn back together, Death Shift is getting the band back together. They're on a mission from God, so to say. And, uh, hopefully things go okay, because usually when Death Shift all gets back together, things work out fine. There's no problems with planning or anything like that. Oh, and we have a person here from Battle Bars that isn't Trent, so let's, uh, go ahead and welcome them. Uh, what's your name? Hi, my name's Goldback, so I'm, uh, I'm Gargoyle. If you just really enjoy the uh, Battle Bars, then go on down to BattleBars.com where we have sound effects like people using Fireball or even Ice Storm or Meteor Storm. Come on now, BattleBars.com. What? What did he? I hope you got that, Travelers. I think it, it's always so hard when we bring gargoyles on here. Uh, he was partially turning into stone midway and... Uh, well, I can't move him. He's, uh, he is here to stay. That's fine. Oh, Travelers, and stick around at the very end. We have a special promo from the Midnight Kingdoms. They tell a lovely story of a world that is being consumed by a strange entity known as the Gloom. Is it conscious? Is it evil? 
No one's really sure, but it has consumed a large portion of their world, and now these few souls are fighting to survive and save what they have left of their land. So if that sounds interesting to you, head on over to MidnightKingdoms.com. Uh, yeah, Traveler, so let's spring back into this tale. Death's just getting back together. They all have crazy new information. Probably how it usually goes is they don't share this information with one another. Things are left out and people are like, well, how was I supposed to know? I didn't know that. So, let's hop in without further ado. I give you That Which Lurks in the Deep, Part 1. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin and Chosen of Yetifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Bordon, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing Emzy, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen of Hey, I'm Jason, and I'll be playing Drax here. The Dragonborn Artificer and Chosen of Machines. Previously on Ballad of the Seven Eyes, our heroes had just finished going on a bit of a soul search for each of them, and we were introduced to our newest member, Thraxir, the Dragonborn Artificer. The trials our heroes had faced had made them realize that there was much more at hand than just what Dorm's immediate forces were doing. Some figured out a bit more about themselves, others made their way into this world, and some looked more into the issues at hand. Where you all are starting off, it has been two weeks since the event of New Dawn. You all have kind of been doing your own thing. Bordon, you have been studying quite seriously with the Purple Mage. Draxir, you have been getting up-to-date on reports of what has been happening with Deathshift. And Kalsar, you have been learning to harness this new ability you have with this ring of yours. And it's been quite an eye-opening experience. And Enzi, you have been doing a lot of research into these fish hooks that have appeared once those large creatures melted down that you were killing in New Dawn. And what is happening is, MZ, you are in the main hall of the Chosen Headquarters, and you summoned everybody there, you messaged over your radio. Kelsar and Bordon are both walking in, looking rather refreshed, and someone else actually walks up, and you see he's holding a communication sphere. It looks like it has the same symbols as yours, and it's like resonating with yours you can hear over it to yours which means you know it's been registered and Jason why don't you just go ahead and give a description of Draxir 
Uh, so Draxir is a dragonborn artificer. He's uh, six foot eight, quite stocky guy, very very big overall person. He is uh, copper scaled. His yellow eyes, and he generally dresses in scale mail. Uh, he wields a trident primarily, and he actually has an iron defender which is like a robot that sort of follows him around. It's quadrupedal, and it's actually based off of a cataplepis, which is sort of like some kind of cross between an ox and a llama. And that's the general overall what like, Draxer actually looks like. You are all there, and you see this dragonborn walk up to you. And Draxer, you know that you've been told that... Death Shift is all starting to come to. They've all been, like, wandering around the city. And you heard that MZ had discovered some information that you were supposed to meet up with them and uh, begin to get assimilated into the group, start working with them. You don't know if they're aware that you're supposed to yet, but you have, like, a, a letter from Sargoth, and it's signed by Elwyn to kind of make sure they know it's official and all that jazz. Ah. You all must be Death Shift. Um, hi, and uh, you are? My name's Drax here. I'm an artificer. I was sent by Sargoth to find you. Sargoth? I'm going to join you. Wait, what? Uh, I'm a little lost. And nobody said anything about that. Hmm. Do you know Elwyn? Yes, of course. Everybody knows where Elwyn. Yeah. Here, take a look at this letter. Well... Let me see that, please. And I'll hand it over to them. Thank you. I have no idea what the letter actually says. It would probably just be, <laughs> like, way too wordy. You know, go on and on. But the general gist of it is that um, since the forces of New Dawn were wiped out and the military might of the Chosen has been crippled, they are investing heavily now in these small adventuring groups that they have working within the Chosen, just like Death Shift. And so Draxir was assigned as a kind of like an additional resource to help you guys out. Can I check, uh, like, with investigation if the ladder is, like, real or not? Sure. Yeah. Hand it over to Borda. He rolls a one. The letter's <laughs> a lie. Well, I got, like, a 20. It looks legit. So, yeah, so I just tell the group that, yeah, it seems like this letter is, is legit. Well, Drax here. Um, welcome to the group. Uh, Thank you. So, first of all, how did you die? Well, back on my home world, Haymore, I was sentenced to the front lines. I was tried for negligence working on one of our war tanks. You see, back in my home world, there are four major nations that are always at war and negligence is considered a major offense. So I went to the front lines and was there to actually repair some other quadrupedal robots that were fighting for us and I was struck by three different arrows and promptly died afterwards. I'm sorry. What's a robot? A robot? Well, you could think of it as a sort of man-made metal creature. 
I suppose. Hmm. Like a construct. Yeah, something like that. Like a golem or... Like this... This creature that is... Like, with you right now? Is that a... Is that a robot? Oh, wow. Yes. Are you familiar with the overall concept of electronics? Can I roll to pet the robot? <laughs> he'll, he'll beat your finger off. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do anything that I don't command him to do, so nothing's going to happen. So is he your slave? Doesn't it, doesn't it have like a mind of its own? He's more of a companion. I sometimes instruct him to act more like a natural creature, but in general, he's a frontline robot, we'll call him. Okay. He's here to protect. Andrax here, you know you have that ability to communicate with machines, so you have been able to communicate with your Iron Defender before, but it doesn't have a whole lot of emotion or range of personality. It seems like a pretty straightforward being. Yeah, more or less. Effectively, though, he is run by logic and electronics. He is not really magical in any particular way. It looks pretty magical to me. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's what I thought my first robot. But at any rate, I'm here to help you out on your journey. We'll take any help we can get. Uh, I look forward to working with you. Yes. Uh, my name's Kalsar, by the way. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm Borden. So, Kelsar, now that we have one more person in the group, I will kindly Fire ask Ronnie. you to help. What? Uh, I mean, no, not fire Ronnie. Uh. <laughs> yeah, kill Ronnie and then just hide the body. Yeah, that would be the best idea. But since I know we can't do that, like I would need you to help me healing because like the more people there are, the harder it is for me to manage, you know, like everybody's health. Well, I will certainly do what I can, Bordon. Thank you. I also have to make sure that I'm at the front lines, too. Oh, yes, for sure. I'll try to balance things out. I'll adapt. <laughs> Thank you. Before we go too much further in our planning, I should mention that I can actually augment weapons and armor. So if any Ooh. of you are in dire need of some upgrades, I might be able to help. How does that work? Are you going to make our weapons like robots as well? No. The next time that we go for a rest, you can leave your weapon with me. And overnight, I can augment it and improve its overall abilities, such as making it stronger, or, like providing more damage, or uh, allowing your armor to actually absorb more damage. It's just a small augment as though a blacksmith were to reforge it. And, uh... What's the downside to this? Is this temporary, or...? I can only do this so many times. Okay. So we would have to be... We'd have to make sure that it's absolutely necessary. Yes. Before we, we do it. And it's for the most... It would be to whoever it's the most beneficial. Precisely. Okay. And uh, on that note... So listen, guys. The reason why I got all of us together right now... Is uh, this right here. And I'll throw down that uh, fish hook symbol on a table. I'm assuming we're kind of gathered around a table right now. Yeah. 
the fish hook is pretty big, so like you kind of like lift it up and slam it on the table. Okay, it's not like pocket size. No, it's like like the size of like a kindergartner. Oh, okay. Jeez. Um, I probably I probably don't slam it on the table then. I didn't realize. <laughs> yeah, dude, way to bring the table, MZ. <laughs> you slowly heave it to the table with a lot of help. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put a piece of paper down on the table that has a drawing of this fish hook on it. And I slam that down on the table. And I say, uh, <laughs> listen, there's these creatures called the Deep Ones in Sanctuary. And they are basically trafficking people. Okay. I went with Aldrich. We went down to the docks, sort of a slummy area. We followed a couple bandits with uh, this person. And uh, we went to their meeting spot. And uh, this creature was there to collect a person from the from the, the slave traders or whatever you want to call them. I, I don't know. But that person wasn't there, so yeah. This is terrible news. Yeah. Okay. You all recognize that fish hook symbol as the same symbol of... Uh, it would be these large fish hooks that appeared once those massive things melted down when you were fighting in New Dawn. So, whatever those things were, they're somehow related to this symbol. We killed that creature, right? Yeah, you killed the deep one. I'll say, uh, when the creature came to collect this person, uh, we ended up killing the creature. But I believe that there's obviously a lot more, like... They're, they're the same creatures that were with Dorum and Matthews before Dorum basically killed everyone. Is it like a, an actual different creature, or is it like a clan? I think it's just what the creatures are calling themselves. Yeah, but are they like humans, or like lizard men? They're, they're, the, they're, the they're the same creatures that we fought right before. Like when, I think they were sort of like these fishy creatures, weren't they? Uh, the creatures that were in New Dawn were like, they were Shoggoth, technically. They're like these massive piles of like flesh and tentacles and eyes and mouths. Whereas the Deep Ones more looked like, yeah, like humanoid fish people. Yeah, and that's what was with like Dorum and Matthews before Dorum dropped that giant fireball on us. Uh, yeah, Dorum had the giant tentacle beings. And, like, these fish people, the first time you saw one, MZ, was when you were out on your mission with Aldrich. So they are merfolks or something. Yeah, it's this weird cross between some abomination fish and uh, a human-oid creature. It was really weird. I've never seen anything like it. Mm. I think we should per pursue them. Definitely. Do we have any idea how they fare on land? No, I don't. I don't know. Everything happened pretty quick. It tried to get away, I believe. Mm. We we sort of surprised it and and took care of it really quick. So I I don't know how it is on land. Well, we definitely need to take care of it. We need to take out those these deep ones and free the slaves. What uh, what have you guys been up to? Studying a lot. I really want to, you know, understand better 
how time magic works. So I don't get, you know, concerned when I start using my powers. So Drexir, what what is your like special power, by the way? I have the ability to communicate with machines. I am very deeply intertwined with them. Well, have you ever have we ever seen machines in this world? You would have encountered like iron golems and stuff like that. Like you've seen things. Would that be considered a machine? Yeah, like constructs. All constructs would be considered a machine. It's it's an interesting power. I can also uh, imbue them with power, make them run faster, be stronger, etc. Would be very useful. Uh, Indeed, especially if we counter machines. Also, uh, you have the ability to, like, machines also extends to things like wagons, catapults, things like that. Things of, like, a mechanical nature. You could kind of just think of it like things you could cast men on. Yeah, like things that humans make to do things. Is like, he can specialize in. And so he, like, can even put his hand on something and figure out, like, how it's broken. And, like, what he should do to fix it. Mm. It's a very interesting power. So anything man-made, like he, he can actually... He could try to interact with. With the, with the conversing, like the communication, that's more like humanoid-ish things, or like creature-like things. But like the other stuff he can try to do to other machines. Well, thank you for letting me know. So what I was doing, um, I was, like I said, I was studying and meditating about, like, you know, chronomancy. Because I don't want to, you know, create another dimension and cause a bunch of issues for, for the group. So that's what I did. I actually, I came in contact with my god, uh, Dumathoin, and um, we had a little chat. We actually talked about Roni as well. We sort of have to protect Roni, sort of like that's what we have to do. Not the thing that I wanted the most, but yeah, that's a mission. Like that's a mission inside a mission. It's our subquest. <laughs> Interesting. So wait, why why is Roni suddenly important then? Because Roni he can disrupt. He can actually disrupt. Dorum's magic. Really? So that's why um, Dorum has been killed, killing him, like in all the possible dimensions. And um, even though our Ronnie is not the best Ronnie, clearly, probably like not even <laughs> top thousand, but hey, we, we get. So if life gave you lemons, right? If life gave you <laughs> Ronnie's, well, make a whatever. Yeah, just let you guys know, we sort of like have the responsibility to keep him alive. That gigantic man, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he sure sounds like quite the enigmatic character. He (laughs) definitely is. He's pretty pretty much two-dimensional to me, but hey... You guys have no idea what happened in his fucking episode. It was ridiculous, but it was so good. Oh my goodness. <laughs> How about you, uh, Kelsar? How was your 
I'm off. Start off really, really bad. And then it, um, I, um, I'm not gonna lie, I was, I was at the end. I was, I, I, I was at the point where I couldn't do this anymore, and I was ready to die. For good. What? But then, um, I had a dream. And I think I met my, my grandmother. And it, it's weird, it, it, it's... She was really kind, and... And yet, Ditha couldn't... Couldn't break through in my dream and control me. She told me where I could find my family. Or where they... Where they were before it happened. I, 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 I don't think my family is what I was led to believe. And it could be key to defeating Matthews for good. Finally killing him. Your family is the key? Or a piece of it. Because like the last time, I saw your mother in a dream. She was like both, like at least in your head, it was like both good and evil. Mm -hmm. You know, like mean and like, and like nurturing. So, do you know how she actually is? Or... I don't... I don't know. Huh. But maybe... I, I need to... I need to find out. I, I have to find out what actually happened that day. I'll help you, Kelser. I'll help you too. Thank you, Ordon. And we're all gonna help each other. And we're gonna get through this. Mm-hmm. Where the death shift? Exactly. Death shift. We can do this. I mean, we can die three times, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that third time is the charm. So we're gonna get stronger, though. We're gonna get a lot stronger. Suddenly, a couple walks in. They're walking in, arms linked. The one man looks around and says something to his husband. And they go, Is Death Shift here? We're looking for a Death Shift? Uh, I turn to look at them. I won't say anything, though. Mm -hmm. They look like there are two nobles. They're dressed really finely. On one of their hands, you can see a, a gaudy ring that shows the symbol of a black snake. Mm. Wait a minute. Is it the same symbol from that noble on that house that we that was like sort of haunted? Yep. Okay. So I so I just like whispered that to the group. Hey guys. Like I know that symbol. It's that symbol from like that noble, you know, on that haunted house. Mm -hmm. I can can't remember the name of anything. Imer Orlik. Imer Orlik. Of course I would remember that beautiful name. <laughs> <laughs> That's super common every day. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> I'll walk away from the group a little bit, going to kind of circling around, but staying the same distance away as we are now, just kind of moving to uh, the right a little bit. And I'll say, what do you want with Death Shift? They both look over, and they look a bit perturbed. We're here to talk to them. 
they spent the last moments with our son, Imer, we're to believe? Um, yeah. Can we help you? We... And you see the one, he, he looks pretty choked up, and the other puts their hand on his shoulder. And the other one steps forward. We want to thank you for being there with him. His final moments, we heard, were not easy. We had one of our servants try to stay with him for as long as they could. They said they escaped that mansion just as you all were there trying to fight your way through it. I don't know what kind of monstrosity was there or what happened, but we know that you were the last ones who actually tried to help him when he was trying to look for his wife. We just... We wanted to show our thanks. We did everything we could, but at the end of it... You know, at the end of it, we, we were able to, to slay a mind flare. They look shocked. And we were able to stop them from causing any more damage. It is horrifying to think that such a creature could be in this city, but... There has been worse lately, it seems. We have a gift for you. For all you've done. You've seemed to help this city a fair amount. And we thought it was the noble's duty to show you some gratitude. Please step outside with us. <laughs> Very well. Nobles helping common folk is more fantasy than any dragon on this story. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> but then again, if without you guys, the nobles would all be dead, right? So You're not exactly the most common of folk. You're more like uh, the sellswords <laughs> that they see. <laughs> and the four of you walk outside. And what you see is a large carriage. It's like a, a covered wagon. And you see it has a little door on the side of it. It has uh, an area where you can hook up horses. It looks very fancy. There's beautiful gold trimming on it. It has this, like, rose wood that's been used. At, and it looks like something that's a bit out of your pay range. And the two nobles walk up to it. Not my pay range. Not well. I mean, your current pay range. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe those commoners. I agree. But not me. They walk up to this carriage... And uh, they're about to open up the door, and you hear like kind of the the sound of Ronnie's dress shoes just like clacking on the cobblestone as he's walking on up. Ronnie, you just received a message, probably like half an hour, an hour ago from MZ to meet up at the headquarters, and you see uh, the three of them plus uh, Dragonborn, and uh, the Dragonborn has a robot beside him, as well as there is two human nobles that are standing near this really nice carriage. Oh, is this another one from Death Shift? Yeah, it's Ronnie. <laughs> ah. This is Ronnie. Hi, I'm Ronnie. Hi. I am Orson Orlek, and this is my husband, Wallace. We're just here to give our thanks for what you did for our son, Imer. You were there for him in his final moments. We would like to give you this... this caravan. Oh. This will help you in your journeys, and it is magically reinforced 
to make sure that it doesn't get damaged anyway, but there's something a little more useful that it has. And you see Orson opens up the uh, door to this caravan, and you see that there is way more room inside it than there should be. You see the stairs go up, they enter a little hallway, and as you are led inside it, there is this large sort of living room area. It has a fireplace, it has a table, some chairs, and, like, it's pretty sparse as far as furniture goes. And you see there are five doors that are in this area. Each of these doors leads to a bedroom, so there's a room for each of you. Wait, this, this, this carrot, this carrot, this carriage has a room for each of us? Yes, this should help you with your travels and oh facing off against these monstrosities. So, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so, if if we find another person... <laughs> Will it make another room? Yeah. Is that how it goes? So, if somebody dies, then a room just goes away? Um, no, the room will stay there. This carriage has five rooms, so if you go pick up random strangers and bring them in here, they'll probably have to stay in either one of your rooms or this main room. Okay. Probably stay in Ronnie's room, most likely. So where's the robot go? Robot doesn't get his own room? That's true. What is a robot? You need a dog doggy house. Oh, you're talking about Uhtred. Yeah. It'll sleep with me. (laughs) (laughs) Not like that. (laughs) Well, we hope that this caravan could be of good use to you. We talked to the people here and made sure that it was magically reinforced so that whatever those things are won't be able to get in so easily. This will be incredibly helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. But we must be on. We have to attend to a few other matters. This cult is continuously growing. And with the destruction of your military town, New Dawn, outside of the city, the cult has just grown even more emboldened. And uh, they thank all of you once more, and they head on out. And you guys now have this mobile base. You guys can add things in here. You can, like, there's things like alchemical sets, blacksmithing tools, things that that aren't really feasible to just carry on your person. And now you kind of have a place where you can set things up, set your room up how you want it. Store all our wheels of cheese. This is insane. uh, Basically a mobile base. It seems you're all very well respected around here. Uh, We we did save the town a bunch of times, so... We have been through a lot (laughs) really we should be more respected (laughs) i don't think we get enough respect so uh so with this town being destroyed and most of our people killed where do we go from here what's our next move well we have some options um ronnie what have you been up to Uh, i'm just looking for stuff great don't worry about it i yeah i don't know why i expected any less (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I got a house now. I got to fill it with stuff. Wait, how'd you get a house? We have this. We, got we have this room now. 
I preemptively was getting stuff, just in case. That's a good point, I guess. I think Ronnie... Ronnie, how much money... Do, never mind, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how much money do I have? I gave you a bunch I don't, I don't last, know. Uh, game. So I think you're like the richest person in the group right uh, now. I don't know if I... Wait, why do you get oh a bunch goodness. of money? You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you listen, yeah, you'll never know. But uh, that's right. I don't know. I got. I'm just shy of 500 gold, but I I also have a bunch of poker chips. I think I forgot to write it down. So <laughs> yeah, those real useful poker chips yeah. of the yeah. lich you guys imploded. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll find the same ones at another casino. Okay, <laughs> that's uh <-huh>. fair. <laughs> Yeah, maybe the casino will respawn. Yeah, sure. <laughs> From here on out, it's up to you guys. You guys have a few directions of where you want to go. And uh, right now, Death Shift, uh, you don't have a military commander kind of telling you what to do. Right now, they're investing their resources into you to look into finding out more about the cult, trying to take down Dorum, strengthening up you guys and the Chosen. I think we should pursued the deep no i mean they are probably just in, like enslaving a bunch of people and that's usually like a no-no in my book yeah i'll pass ronnie the piece of paper that i have with a symbol of that fish hook and i'll explain to him that that uh i came across this race or something they're calling themselves the deep ones and they're sort of like these mutated weird looking fish-like humanoid things and basically there's human trafficking going on uh one of these creatures came out of the water uh in a slummy area by the docks uh to collect uh what it thought was gonna be a human there but i was there so we, we saved that person and we killed one of these creatures. I believe there's more and they're obviously taking these people somewhere. And it came to collect it out of the water. So I'm going to assume that it's pulling people into the water. Lucas, I assume, it, was that what I thought last time? Yeah, you actually killed a bunch of them. I killed a bunch. I'm trying to think though, did I actually see them? You saw them float up to the surface of the water. Oh, after they did? Okay. You saw, like, their, like, so their backs came up, and you saw, like, they looked humanoid. Oh, okay. I think I, uh, I think I saw a couple of those, but, uh, got rid of them pretty quick. Oh, yeah? Where, whereabouts did you? Uh, they were just, like, off the coast. Okay. So we're in agreement, then. We should take care of these, these deep ones. No one should be a slave. But how do we get into the water? And stay in the water. These things are obviously the deep ones, right? So how do we stay underwater for that long? Should we maybe find someone that's uh, adept in magical enchantments? Maybe give us abilities to breathe underwater? If there's anything like that. It sounds like it would be a wise idea. And then once we're in the water, I can take you guys to the house that this creature was coming to. But from there, I don't know. I guess we go in the water there, maybe. We we can ask Elwin, no? Yeah, you could. What was that? What was that person's name who can look into people's minds? Helia. Helia. 
I thought you would you would you were going to say albedo. Cause you sort of do too. No. Well Albedo Albedo can to a degree. Uh but Helia can look better because she can actually relive your memories. I'll say that there is a person named uh Halaya with us. And I got her to look into these I don't know, we'll call them slave traders mines. And the mines were actually blank. There was gaps missing in their memory. So I really don't know where to start. Well, maybe we should just try and find one and like see if there's a way we could track it back to where it's going. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like have like a like find a find some kind of dude that we just met and throw him in the water and then like put a tracker on him or something away from the carrying back bait okay before we do that i think we should listen to the other guys and find a way to magically breathe underwater otherwise we're not going to get anywhere so elwin maybe we should go talk to elwin if he doesn't have a way to do it, maybe he can point us to the right direction. What do you guys think? I think it's a good idea. Uh, Lucas, uh, you know how like Sargoth like offered me for me to take equipment and stuff. Would I happen to know if he had some kind of water breathing apparatus in his inventory? Yeah, they probably have something that you could use, or at least try to retrofit to be what you need. Okay, I'll just say if Elwyn doesn't have what we need, then. I know a place we can get something. Start up with Elwyn, then. So you all walk back into the headquarters. You, Your caravan is sort of, like, parked not exactly in front of the place, but, like, enough off to the side that it's not a problem. It looks like there's two spots that you guys could probably hook up your horses to whenever you need to move this thing around. And you all walk inside. You're going through the headquarters. It's... There's a lot of people in the library. They're all researching. You see still a lot of these fish hooks are in the library, these large, large objects. They have them inside these basins of water, and they're faintly glowing inside them. And they're all talking amongst each other. You see there is a dead deep one that is sprawled out on a few tables, and people are sort of poking it and looking at it and talking to each other. And you walk down the hallway to the left for a little bit until you come across Elwyn's room. You see the door is cracked open a little bit, which is odd because he usually makes sure it's always closed. And you see his name's written there on the on the door in this gold plaque. And you could just hear the sounds of like papers moving and rustling. Hey, hey, who's that? Who's in there? What's going on? Here, something's put down. Yes, who is it? It's me, Elwyn. I'm in. Oh, it's only Elwyn. Well, MZ, you, you know what's going on. You guys walk in, and this room is a mess. He usually has this place very clean. And you see he just has so many papers everywhere. He looks stressed out. His fur's a bit messed up. He has these glasses sitting on his nose. Elwyn, do you want help cleaning up? You're... No, this isn't... This is a mess, but it's a necessary mess. I have to take over all of Astoria's work, try to transition everything over from Sven to Riley, 
transition things from Doomsayer to Aldrich, and as well as take care of my normal administrative duties. All right. Just a lot. Is there something I can help you with? Leave it to that. Uh, are, are you all right? Like, you're not wounded or anything? No, I'm just tired. Okay. MZ, MZ knows what's going on. Uh, do you want to take it from here? Yeah. Um, I'll explain to him about the deep ones and the fish hook symbol and the slaves. I'll explain that I believe that these creatures are coming to collect people at a certain location and then take them into the water. That's why they're calling themselves the Deep Ones. I don't know if that's... Yeah. Anyways, we're going to try to get them and we need to figure out a way that we can stay underwater for a very long period of time. Hmm. He sits back in his chair a little bit. Well, we could probably give you some potions of water breathing. They last about an hour each. We'll probably give you two each. Would this suffice? That's a start, yeah. And if these deep ones are bringing people underwater, they're probably bringing them somewhere with air. That's a good point. I think it might also be a good idea to have some sort of underwater weapons or defenses that would help us in case they find us. True, a sword will be somewhat slow. You'll need something like a spear or a trident. I suppose I've got us covered on that front. But you all will need some kind of weapon for underwater. I've never really used a spear much, but I'm more proficient with a sword than anything. Yeah, I'm good at bashing, not poking. So... <laughs> I mean, you could technically still use those weapons underwater. They'll just be a little sluggish. Okay. Yeah. Well, what, what happens, like, if you have, like, a, a magical weapon... For example, mine is cold. It's like a cold weapon. What does it happen? Does it start freezing the water around it? Or is it just like magical cold? And magical cold doesn't actually freezes anything. Like you could freeze the water with it. You'd probably have to like leave it in there for a bit. And probably like when you swing it and like it hit an enemy, it'd probably freeze a bit of the, the water around them a little. But, like, all in all, it would probably be fine. Just make the water colder around it. Okay. So, okay, should we find, uh, like, spears? Should we go, like, to the blacksmith? Wouldn't hurt. We'll take those potions that he's offered us. I don't need one. He does have a gun. Okay. I have a, gu- I have a magic gun, and I have underwater instruments, I assume. I assume something can be played underwater. Yeah, you could probably play something. Oh my god. So did he have those potions, or do we need to go get them from someone? Have you ever tried shooting something underwater? But it's a magical gun. It's a magical gun, right? So if it's magical... Uh, do we have any concept of, like, propellers or motors and stuff like that? Probably to a very basic level like you like you Draxir would know about like propellers and stuff because you had air machines in your uh, your world but in this world it would be like those old steamboats that had the large uh, wheels on other either side okay because right now I'm thinking I could like augment this with like Uhtred with something like that and we could all just like grab a hold and that'll be like our vehicle for underwater <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's feasible or not. 
Yeah, you could definitely do that if you wanted. You could try to put that on. Okay, well, that's going to be like my project, I guess, if we have like a rest before we attempt to pursue them. Okay, and uh, so you guys got those potions from Elwyn. Um, did you need anything else from him? Do you have any useful information about the deep ones? We don't know a whole lot. We've encountered them maybe once before over near Waterdeep. We've never seen them in Sanctuary. But like you'd imagine, they fight well underwater. Not so well under on land, and they need to go back into water after a period of time. That, that's actually very, uh, very good information. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like our best strategy might be to beach these creatures. You know what? Maybe we could just find, like, maybe the like underground part of the city and then maybe we can just find someone who sells slaves you know who provides slaves and uh beat the crap out of them as well definitely but first we would need some information you know about how to lure like these merfolks and then we'd beat the crap out of them well of course of course because <laughs> he's selling slaves so fuck that guy yeah. Do we have a lead on any of these slave providers? Hmm. There's nothing that we're aware of, but as far as underground, there are old tunnels beneath the city. It's possible that people would be in them. There are sewers as well. Well, maybe we should split up and look for information on who sells slaves. That's actually not a bad idea. What do you What do you guys think? We split up all the time. Why Why change that? But yeah, it's not a bad idea. Because splitting the pot party has always been good in, in these situations. It's always worked. Out. <laughs> we're, just getting, we're just getting information. What could go wrong? Oh, everything. <laughs> mm. Yeah, whatever you guys want to do. I mean, Elwyn looks uh, very busy. Uh, but he did get you guys the potions that you needed. So we each have two potions of water breathing? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go look for someone who looks like they'd be selling slaves or buying slaves. All right. Are you guys splitting into groups? Are you going solo? What are you doing? I just want to, like, go outside and see if there's, like, some more shady kind of people. But I imagine I'd have a hard time infiltrating because of my uh, Iron Defender. They could pick you out in a crowd for sure. I don't know if a lot of people exactly know you. You probably know some people in some areas. Hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll just look around for shady-looking people. All right, are any of you traveling together? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> I think we should actually, yeah, like form groups, just because like we're, you know, dealing with shady stuff. So people probably will jump on us if we start making the wrong questions or the right ones. So. Yeah. You guys really don't want to go, like, don't want to just, like, be, split the group, like, me and, I don't know, not Ronnie and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) or something. Well, I work well with Ronnie, so maybe I'll go with him. Okay. Yeah, for for whatever reason, I guess uh, the rest, the uh, three of us will find information. All right, so the Lawfuls and the Chaotix. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a name for, like, sports teams. 
The Denver Chaotix versus the New Mexico <laughs> Lawfuls. Let's start off with uh, MZ and Ronnie. Where are you guys going to go? What are you looking into? Do you just want to go to like the seediest bar? So you're going to go to the maze? I think we should go to the... Uh, is there like a manufacturing part of the city? That'd be a little more towards like the docks. They have a lot of warehouses and stuff like that where they do a lot more of this heavy work. I think we should go there. Yeah, that yeah, that sounds good to me. So it is early morning, probably around 10 a.m., and you start walking towards the docks. While you're walking, you don't see as many cultists on the streets anymore. So you guys are walking towards the docks. You hear the sounds of galls increasing more and more. You see there's a lot more people that are, it looks like they're heading there for work. Uh, no one's really coming from the docks. It just seems like a lot of people are heading towards it. Every so often, maybe a, a wagon with uh, covered with a bunch of goods will be coming towards the marketplace. And you guys make your way along, and you see there are people of all the different races here. There are a few of these tiger folk that are walking around. You see elves, orcs, halflings. Like everything is just wandering around this area, working, trying to sell food at small stalls. You see these large ships are sitting in the harbor, just trying to take crate off them and put some on. And you see there are these large warehouses in this area that they're taking a lot of the stuff that they're taking from the ships and bringing them inside these warehouses. I guess as I'm walking with Ronnie, I'm looking at people and I'm looking for things they have in common, like some kind of a marking, like maybe... Maybe it's a tattoo in the same place, the same tattoo or something like that. Or maybe some type of article of clothing, like a red band around the left ankle or just just something like that. That it's like really odd that people would have matching. That's what I'm doing is... Yeah, make me a perception check since you're actively trying to find something. Ooh, natural one. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and Ronnie, what are you doing while you're walking? Uh, I'm complaining really loudly. Just, oh man, it's all so heavy. I wish there was some way I could get someone to carry this for a small one-time fee. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Look around to see if I see anyone. Oh no. So, MZ, you're trying to look around, and every so often Ronnie is just shouting this stuff, and it just, like, breaks your concentration. You cannot concentrate. And you, like, might see someone, and then the sun will, like, gleam off Ronnie's suit and just blind you. I just, like, what are you complaining about right now? <laughs> you see he has, like, uh, a gun on his side and a rapier, and he's wearing a suit. What's wrong? I'm just... I'm... <laughs> I cannot concentrate right now. I'm trying to trying to lure him out. <laughs> trying to lure him out. Christ's sake. And while you guys are walking, you walk past this alleyway, and there's a guy like, Hey, y'all look like you could, uh, you could use some watches. You want to buy some watches? <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds pretty nice. Hmm. <laughs> I could use a new watch. I got all the the best pocket watches. They only cost uh, fifteen gold. Fifteen gold? That's cheap. Yeah, it is. It's, it's cheap for a watch. No, it's not. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> Wii U. Is there even a concept of a watch here? <laughs> like, yeah, they have like pocket watches. Like, it's not like on your wrist. It would be like, you know, the thing you put in your pocket with a little chain. He has a large trench coat and uh, he holds it open. And you see a number of pocket watches are inside there just ticking away. Uh, I want to I wanna ask him. Yeah, I'll just I'll ask him. Uh, I'm actually looking for more of like a person to wear that watch to come along with me. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I, I don't know what you mean at all. Mm. <laughs> but how many watches are you looking for? I got watches. None. <laughs> I'm looking for more of someone who can act as a night watch. You know what I mean? You, know? Like you need a you need a person of the night. A little lonely. <laughs> None of those watches you have on you are worth fifteen gold. Yeah, they're worth fifteen gold each. No, I don't wanna. I'm not doing no bogos. Not today. No, last Thursday. <laughs> hey, aren't you the guy who was with Lance when he died? <laughs> uh, do you need a watch? I, I don't think I need a watch. Come on, you got the time. I'm not paying 15 gold for any of these watches. Ah, 15 gold. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna use uh, deception, Lucas, and I'm gonna put one gold on top of fourteen uh, copper. Okay, I got seven. Oh, yep. I uh, oh no, sorry. You know what? I got a critical miss. I guess a one plus six. Okay, so when you go to buy a watch, you uh, you go to hand over this stack and you hold it with two fingers. And you're, you hold it over, and all the coins just like spill out onto the ground. Fourteen of them are copper, and one of them gold. Uh, you, uh, looks like you're trying to pull a fast one on me, huh? No watches for you. I'm leaving. Oh, oh, oh well. If you need a watch, you gotta go somewhere else. Okay, where should I go for another watch? I'm not telling you, you just try to trick me. I'll throw a copper at his head. Let's see if he catches it. Yeah, he catches it. Alright, so you guys are now kind of standing there in the alley. You're not too far. Like, you're at the docks. You see there's a lot of these warehouses around. There's a lot of people working. Is there anything you're looking for in particular? Probably go into, like, a warehouse and, and try and find, like, a supervisor or something. Sure. So you wander on in, and the two of you are... You see a lot of people working and moving things around. There's a guy, of course, with a clipboard. He's yelling at people, telling people to work faster, work slower, work harder, don't work so hard. Okay. And uh, you can immediately tell that he is a daytime manager. Despite this, I still want to storm up to him. Mm-hmm. I'd like to speak with your manager, please. <laughs> okay, Karen. Hello, <laughs> Karen. He looks so smug, and he goes, I am the manager. What can I help you with? Well, how was I supposed to know that? I'm looking for people that I can buy that'll carry stuff for me. How much well, do you like, pay for uh, your people? Well, I, I, I pay them by the hour. They get uh, three copper an hour. Honest day's work. Okay, well, can I... Uh, can I buy one off you? What? No, they're just employees. 
Yeah, Slavery is illegal like... here in Sanctuary. No. Oh my god. <laughs> I just want someone to carry my stuff. Listen, if you want to hire someone, there's an adventurer's guild, and they can help you out. You Maybe you can hire like a sidekick or something. These uh, people here are honest workers. They not getting them tied up with any mess. Where do I find the unhonest <laughs> workers? You need to get out of here. Mm. Uh, and both of you make me a perception check. Uh, 17. 12. So, MZ, you see this. As you two are exiting out of this warehouse, for being like forcefully pushed out, you look and you see there's a couple of street urchins there just kind of sitting on one of the crates that's near one of these warehouses, and they're just watching you. And that's where we'll leave you two for now. Alright, so you three, Ronnie and MZ, wander away. You see that it looks like they're heading towards the docks. What do the three of you want to do? Okay, bye guys. Just ignore what I said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. I, I. I. I just zoned out for a bit. Have either of you got a plan to actually find one of these deep ones? Well, we gotta look for a place where a lot of people gather. So, you know, markets, um, taverns. You can ask people there. The docks. And you know, there's a river that runs directly through sanctuary, through the middle of it, and it goes out to the ocean. And we also know that there's a river that runs through Sanctuary that goes directly to the ocean. That's sort of a, a deja vu, but anyway. Um, I, I only heard it once. Interesting. Yeah, maybe it's my time magic messing up with my head. That's possible. Okay, so, you know what? I agree with you. But I was thinking, you know, who actually buys slaves? Like, plenty of them? Nobles. Nobles, they usually buy slaves. That's a good point. I mean, the corrupt ones, of course. Which are a lot of them. <laughs> uh, I, I have to agree. Wait, you were a noble. Did you have slaves? No. He, n that's a good question. Sure, I did I sure not. not. I mean... Because you're were... in this crusading range right now, buddy. No, 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 no. They were <laughs> loyal servants. All right? They got paid. Yeah. They got like... paid, see? <laughs> a lot of the servants that worked in the castle were actually of nobility because it was a great honor to work in the castle. They didn't get paid, though. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> got paid in two meals a day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What time of day are we looking at right now? It's around like 10 a.m. Okay, it's so pretty early. I had two ideas, kind of. So, the way I see it, either we wait by a body of water and hope to see one of the deep ones, perhaps, with a supposed slave, or we could go down the chain of scumbags. Let's leave something laying around that they'll want to take. Then we can ambush them, ask them if they happen to know anything about body snatchers or slave traders. Well, the one problem with that, um, with waiting by the water is that we counter some of these deep ones. We're also separated from Ronnie and Emsy, and we wouldn't have much time to we would have to get them and then pursue them, because we only have two potions of water breathing, right? For each, right. For each one of us, but yeah. Yeah. 
for each one of us. So, might be better to get an exact location first, and then get everyone together, and then when we find the deep ones, follow them to there, or find out when the deep ones come in, come out, etc. I don't know, what do you guys think? I don't know. If, if we could... If we could find, like, the... Like the father of oh, his name again? Aaron Bordeaux. Aaron Bordeaux. No wait, is that it? Are you talking about Lance? Or were you talking about Imer Orlick? Imer Orlick. So ah, but unfortunately because I, I was thinking maybe we could talk to them. Say that like maybe Yeah, his dads were there but they they left shortly after they dropped off the thing. Yeah, because I was thinking maybe they would know. Noble people didn't have a lot, like a lot of things to do. So there's a lot of gossip. Mm-hmm. You guys could try to gather information around town if you want to ask around. Like that is a skill. Like if you want to make an investigation check, you could talk to people and see if you could hear about like missing people. But that's a good idea. We could. You know what? We could actually go to the police. You can play this game because there are skills that you can use and spells and all sorts of stuff. Really? You could do that in D&D and not just bullshit around for two hours? <laughs> that's right. You could also go to the guards if you wanted to. That's uh, that's definitely a thing you could do. Yeah, I think we, we should go to the guards, not the police. Sure. Uh, why don't you go ahead and each of you roll me an investigation check. Yes, I was made for this. And I rolled a critical miss. Oh my god. We had three critical misses and the four rolls. I rolled a 10. I rolled 10 as well. Oh my. <laughs> We're looking right. to buy some slaves? <laughs> yeah. We're trying to find slaves for slavery. Are you a slave? You wander around and you try to, like, at first just overhear what guards are talking about. And you do hear them talk about. Uh, people going missing. Like, it's been happening more and more frequently. And they're usually taking people who are in good health. They're never taking anyone too young. They're never taking elderly people. They're never taking people who are very sick. It's always people who are in fairly good health. And you hear it's coming... uh, A lot of the people who are being kidnapped are from horror groups. And so now and then like uh, maybe someone of a higher up will get kidnapped but for the most part it does seem it's coming from uh, people of lower income and uh, you just hear it like the guards are complaining about it didn't help us very much <laughs> no I mean you rolled a 1 a 10 and a 10 so yeah <laughs> I have to remember using um, guidance more mm. Bordon, you also have an ability that you can use every few days. Which one? The one where you can get, like, a vision for things. Do I? Yeah, that was your first ability you got. <laughs> you could touch an item or try to think of a person or, uh, you know, something that will kind of give you... Like Channel Divinity? Um, it was one of your special chosen abilities that I gave you. You could use it. I think it was, like... Once a week, you could try to... It would, like, give you a a rough vision of something going on. The first time you used it, you saw your father talking to a shopkeeper. It was so long ago, though. Yeah, you never used it after that. Yeah, I mean... My sheet is 
just like a mess, so... Okay, so I will use this power, since we have failed. What are you gonna try to uh, focus on? Like, probably the merfolk, merfolk. like the okay. deep ones. So you guys are still, like, in the area of the headquarters. You just kind of loop back, and uh, Bordon, you go up to the body of this deep one that is sitting there, or laying there on this table. You put your hand on it and begin to concentrate. You all watch as Bordon's symbol slowly starts to glow. Bordon, you open up your eyes, and what Draxir and Kelsar see is Bordon's eyes are completely yellow and somewhat shining. What you see, Bordon, is it's nighttime. You are in an area, it's... It's not easy to see. You can see the moonlight coming through a window, and it just reeks of fish. It just stinks so bad in here, but the eyes that you're looking through, they kind of like it. They like this smell, and they're walking and lumbering in this area, this room. And you look over and you see another one of your kind, another deep one, and they just, their dead fish eyes look back at you look around and they pick some fish up off of this long table and just eat some of it and then you see some of it just slop down into like this bin that's full of fish heads and then you come back okay but that wasn't very useful though well, it was, but you gotta tell us about it so my character can respond. <laughs> I, I just... I, I probably saw a memory of this merfolk. I think... I think I'm not saying it wrong, right? I think it's called a merfolk as well. Uh, it's a deep one. Merfolk are different creatures. Oh, completely different? Oh, shit. Merfolk are like the civilized aquatic race. Uh-huh. Uh, under the sea. Deep ones are something else entirely they're they also live underwater they also have somewhat of a civilization but it's like elves and dwarves right it's two different things oh okay if you put like that okay so a deep one so i just had like the i think i i saw a memory of this deep one he was like eating fish with like another another deep one and um it was in a room with, I don't know, like a window. And I mean, it's not very clear, his vision. Lucas, can you please help me here? Like, what? You knew that it really smelled heavily of fish. Uh, it was a long table. Yeah, long table covered in fish. There was a few buckets that were just full of fish heads. There was a room full of fish. They were eating fish. It, it was clearly not inside the water, right? That's Ma- right. Maybe somebody's actually, like, feeding the deep ones. It's like, would that make sense? Is it like an offering for the deep ones? It could have been. Because they were, like, very, you know, very, I don't know, happy. They were happy to be there. Yeah. If anything, that's what you felt. It's It's so odd. I mean, I know it doesn't help us a lot. What it kind of does, like, I don't know that we explicitly knew that they really liked to eat fish before. Maybe it was kind of obvious, but it seems like we could probably 
just lure them out if we set out some fish in the right area. So, Lucas, um, since I have uh, knowledge about, like, stonework, Mm -hmm. so can I sort of... Because I probably saw, like, the walls, right? Sure. I know it's, like, a super long shot, but I was thinking maybe, like, the stones, like, the stone carving was, like, different. Yeah, roll me... Would you... I'm using stone cunning! I guess those would be intelligence or... What does stone cunning use? Intelligence or wisdom? Uh, Stone cunning is intelligence, so... Oh... Okay. So roll me an intelligence check with your proficiency because you have stone cunning. Seventeen. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh. can can I use uh before I forget? No, you you already used it. You have to use guidance before you roll. Guidance. Lucas, <laughs> I yeah. never remember. So can that be just like implicit? You can just put a little sticky note on your computer and it says use guidance. (laughs) (laughs) So you are thinking about those walls and it's hazy, it was dark, you're trying to think about it. Those walls, they definitely looked like they would be able to stand a lot of weathering. uh, Like a lot of the elements that would normally erode a wall pretty quick. So wherever this wall was, wherever this building was, it was in an area that would probably... Damage buildings faster over time. Probably close to, to the water pro- then. That would make sense. Okay, so yeah. I'll tell the group that as well. So, this house, castle, whatever. The walls, uh, like, it, it seems like they were supposed, like, they were created to s- sustain, like, to, to not degrade very easily. So maybe it is close to the water. So, what do you guys think? Maybe we should just buy a bunch of fish and, like, or maybe we should just find this place first? What do you guys think? Uh, personally, I think we should find the place first. What do you think, Draxia? Yeah, perhaps our scent will lead us to where it is if it was very strong smelling of fish, and then if we don't actually find it, we could just try to set up a lure for them. That's true. Alright, so we'll leave you three there and go back to Emzy and Ronnie. I'll give Ronnie a little nudge and I'll I'll say uh, follow follow my lead. Okie dokie. And I'll walk up to these guys. These kids. Oh, these kids. I thought it was two guys. It's uh, urchins, so they're like you know, like teenagers maybe. You know exactly what we're looking for. Where is it? Does the darkness guide you, my friends? It does my employer, and I look at Ronnie. Does he who watches from the shadows look upon you favorably? Yes. Uh, yeah, me too. (laughs) Holy. They look at each other. What is it you're looking for? I let my blade come out of my hand a little bit, and then it goes back in. And then I say I always strike from the shadows. They nod. So what is it you need, friend? And I say to them again, you know exactly what we're looking for. They look at each other. That kind of stuff's not allowed here in Sanctuary. Generally, it doesn't go around. 
Yeah, but it happens anyways. You look like a couple of do-gooders. You don't really look like the kind that we normally deal with. Someone hire you to look into the missing people? No, I was hired to go and get a slave and bring him back. No, we're looking for the people that are going missing. Ah, uh, MZ, I don't think these guys know anything about the slaves. Oh, they do. They do. <laughs> there are a few guards now kind of looking over at Ronnie. Easy, I just whispered to Ronnie, like, oh, maybe they know. easy on that slave word. Let's say missing <laughs> people from now on. Oh, but I thought we were gonna, like, throw a guy in a lake or something. <laughs> These two are just, their eyes are wide. No, we're not gonna, we're not gonna throw anybody in the lake. Maybe we should go. And I, I stop those kids and I say, no, no, we're, we're looking for missing people. It's gonna cost you and your weird friend. How much? He's got lots of money. I want to use charm person. <laughs> 30 gold. 30 gold? <laughs> Two watches. <laughs> 30 gold pieces 15 gold pieces uh I'm just gonna cast strong person <laughs> alright <laughs> here we go what's the DC okay I think he beat it he got uh, 17 16 alright he got 17 uh So they know you cast charm person. What the hell? Listen. All right, deal. He's a dirtbag, okay? Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll give you 15 gold pieces and you can sleep well at night knowing you're helping missing people. How about 50 and I'll tell you what you want to know and you can scram. How about 15? Never mind, I'm not going to threaten a little kid. Yeah, he's like 13. <laughs> I, he's I trying was, to act I, tough, uh, but you could tell he's shaking. Uh, Someone just tried to cast a spell on him. He's terrified. He literally backed into a corner. Where are those guards? I just look around like... We're going to try, try something else. Oh my god. Two Slide level hands. seven guys versus two kids. Who will win? <laughs> oh god damn it, Ronnie. Alright, what are you, you going to do, Ronnie? Here's what I'm going to do. We're going to pull out 50 gold uh, from right. behind his ear. But I'm actually pulling up the same coin over and over, and then I'm going to hand him that coin with the, the coppers behind it. Oh, you want to do 49 coppers <laughs> and one gold. Oh my god. <laughs> a gold on both sides. Two gold. Alright, roll me a deception check. Uh, you have disadvantage because these kids are frightened of you, and they don't trust you. Alright. Oh, no! I'm gonna tend. Mm. <laughs> only you got that 25, huh? I, yeah, if only didn't have disadvantage. You, uh, you have these 50 coins, you, like, put them in the bag, they open up the bag, and there's, like, a bunch of copper coins and, <laughs> like, one gold on top. They just look up. <laughs> they close the bag. And they just put it on their side, and they just start walking away. Hey, wait a minute! <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang it's on. About, like five. Hang minutes. on, I grab, I'm... I grab that little kid. I grab him. Okay. 
He looks so scared. Listen, listen. You you drive a hard bargain. You're good at playing hardball, but I can play better, okay? <laughs> so I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. It's just a kid. <laughs> Don't kill me. I'm gonna give you the 50 gold, okay? And you're gonna tell us what we want to know, right? That's the deal, right? <laughs> okay. Don't kill me. No one's gonna die. He's crying. Okay, I I give him I give him 50 gold. Well, don't give him 50. I already gave him the one plus the copper. Just give him the difference. <laughs> That's fear fee. I give him 50 gold, and I say, please don't cry. And I I put it in the little baggie. I put it in the little baggie that Ronnie gave him. And I I say, uh, listen, you're you're really fucking us over doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Those are kids. <laughs> we're trying to help missing people. You kids are really yeah. busting my we're, balls. We're trying to help. <laughs> you know what? You're really fucking us over. Fucking buddy over there. We're trying to help missing people, and and you're really doing this to us, okay? So tell us now. Tell us. Tell us. You are not good with kids, Emzy. Four. You're not good with kids. Tell us what we want to know. <laughs> it's the cultists. They capture these people. <laughs> and then they hand them off. And then they bring them to the river. And the creatures <laughs> take them. And then you see their bodies near the dock. Or what's left of them. And they're always... They're always covered in, like, bits of fish and stuff. Lucas, do I still have that necklace? <laughs> yep. I, I say, oh, this cult? And I uh, pull, up, pull up my necklace a bit to show him. The, the child just faints. <laughs> <laughs> the other child Okay, I take that, I, right. I take that bag and of gold back. <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> Say to Ronnie, let's get the hell out of here. I thought we couldn't go in the water. What a dickhead. <laughs> oh my god. Here's what happens. So, Borodon, Kelsar, and Draxir. You're walking down to the docks to go buy some fish and investigate this building. See if you can find something near there. What you see is one child running, crying, and there's another unconscious child, and you see MZ robbing them. I and that's where we're gonna end it. No. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Welcome to the party, Jason. Meanwhile, in the headquarters of the Chosen. Uh, 
This doesn't make any sense. We've looked through so many planes. How is Chenille and Dan's signature not showing up anywhere? We've been looking for days. Well, you know, like these things just happen. Sometimes people go missing into the cosmos. It's pretty crazy out there. We don't have a, you know, like a giant radar for these people. We're just kind of, we're trying to search them based on mag... We're trying to find them based on magical signature, and that's not super easy. Right, but the signature given off by the Silver Shield's magic is different from others. This shouldn't be this difficult. I've found Silver Shield members before. Where are you, Dan and Chenille? Ah. <sighs> Well, you said this happened, like, when Arkham went poof, right? So, I don't know. Like, maybe it's gone. Maybe when Arkham left, it didn't just leave to go back home. It could have been destroyed. Hmm. Maybe. No. No, I don't. Billy, I'm not going to give up hope just yet. I need to find them. It's important. They looked for me when I had gone missing. When I got taken to Arkham. Kalsar, Deathshift, all of them. They came to find me. I can't give up now. We're members of the Order of the Silver Shield. I... I need to find them. Okay, well, hey, let's try this. I got a few items from Sargoth's lab, so maybe we can try tuning it more to your magic again. Here, put your hand here and your other hand on this one. Is this gonna hurt like the last one? Um, no, no, should be good. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, oh, oh. Yeah, no, wait, so, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. Now put your hands on them. <sighs> whoa, whoa, wait. Hey, we're getting something. This doesn't make any sense. What? According to this... They're like in between realms. Like, okay, here, let me get some paper. So we have the material plane here, right? And let's say like the closest one to the material plane is the astral plane. Now it's just riding right over top the material plane. Pretty chill, you know, it's just there. It's Pretty much like a mirror world, except all smoky, weird, and nobody really likes hanging out there except Kith Yankee and Slot. So, right now, they're like in between that, and that's not really possible because in between that is just a void. So their world is sitting in a void. How do we travel between planes? I went to a lot of different planes of existence before, but I've... 
never gone between them. You would need to have like a killer base, like somewhere that's like fully equipped to do incredibly distant travel, like heavy duty stuff, breaking through the barriers. Like I don't, I don't know where you'd find something like this. Honestly, we don't even have something like this here. Hmm. But I do know somewhere. It seems like I'll have to pay the Order of the Silver Shield a visit. They're not gonna be happy. Why not? Like, aren't you a member? Like, you and Kalsart and this Dan and Schneel, they're, uh, you're all members of this Order. Why wouldn't they want to go save you? <laughs> because all they care about now is the mission. <sighs> I have to go, Billy. I'll see you again soon. Thank you for your help during all these long hours. Yeah, of course. If you need anything else, just let me know. Thank you. Well, yep, yeah, he definitely did that. You're probably thinking, no, no, oh, yeah, he did. Not a lot I could say about that, honestly. They, uh, they're not good at talking to children, or people, really, if you haven't noticed. Most times when they go to talk to someone, it's like, for real, you do, okay. But yeah, that that's death shift in, in a nutshell. I hope you enjoyed Draxir joining the group. He's been a great asset so far, and I can't wait for you to hear as he gets along with Death Shift and they get into some real good shenanigans. If you thought the goofs were heavy this episode, ho, travelers, just you wait. And travelers, if you're thinking about treating yourself to a new dice bag or a dice tray, or even just a set of swanky fancy dice, Hop on over to Easy Roller Dice Company and use the promo code BALLAD7DICE. That's BALLAD the number 7 at DICE and then you get yourself some swag. And it'll give you 10% off your entire order, which is lovely. Well, travelers, I got to get hitting the road. But if you have been craving more BALLAD content now that we've hopped on over to the bi-weekly schedule... You can hop on over to our Patreon, which is Bound of the Seven Dice, of course. And we have uh, quite a few episodes of one-shots that we have up there. What are these things called, Michael? We got journal entries, and there's some NPC backgrounds. Oh yeah, lots of stuff in there, Travelers. So if you feel like catching yourself some goodies, then hop on over to our Patreon, throw a few gold coins our way, and there's a lot of extra stuff there. And it also helps support the show, which goes a long way. It helps us improve our audio equipment and all sorts of stuff. And if you notice this episode, we actually got a new microphone for Ronnie, but classic Ronnie had the microphone turned around so he was talking into the back of it 
he did that for this one and the next one, but we did get it fixed afterwards, so his voice will be even better sounding once we got all those shenanigans sorted out. Sorry about that, travelers. Whew. Alright, I'm ready to hit this old dusty trail. Have a good one, travelers. Stay safe, and I bid you all adieu. Our world, once beautiful, filled with hope and ripe with life, now stares under the emptiness of extinction. Where kingdoms reigned, capital cities now sprawl, ripe with fear and loss. Those upon the edges of the wilds become fewer, as corruption seeps from the shadows down deep. But we will not submit to the night. We will not willingly be consumed by the gloom. Companies will rise. The Grey Wolves will fight. While manifests may tear themselves from our dreams, we will take back the light they have stolen. Join us at MidnightKingdoms.com. Fight with us. Make our print in the Chronicles of the Grey Wolves.